Hello, I'm Daniel Enzian, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast on Buffalo Rising. Today's episode is all about the upcoming production of The Oregon Trail at Alleyway Theater, directed by Chris Hanley and written by Becca Brunsetter. Today I speak to Chris Hanley, who is the artistic director of the Alleyway Theater, as well as Elise Villo and Renee Landrigan, actors in the production, and the scenic director, Tim McMath. There was a lot of great conversation to be had around the production of Oregon Trail. And if you would like to purchase tickets, they are available 24-7 at alleyway.com. I hope you enjoy these interviews. I am here today with Chris Handley of the Alleyway Theater. Uh, Chris, just off the cuff, um, what is, if you could remind our listeners, some of them who may be familiar with the Alleyway, some who may not be familiar with the Alleyway, what is the mission statement of the Alleyway? What do you do? The Alleyway has been around for 40 years producing new plays and musicals in Buffalo. That's the nutshell of what we do. We love bold plays. We love innovative plays. We love plays that are going to make you think that are going to make you have a conversation about that after you leave the theater. It's not just sort of sit back, have a relaxing time. Sure, you might relax, but we want you to think about it. We want to, we want to invest in a conversation, invest in your future life and make us all better human beings. Great. You use the phrase bold plays. I'm so interested. Could you unpack that a little bit? What do you mean by bold plays? A bold play is something that is maybe out of the ordinary. It's something that makes us think. It's something that challenges us in a way. It's something that maybe does something in a different way. You know, I think I think theater is really interesting when it takes us to a place that makes us have to struggle with a question or think about a question or be invested in, in, in an idea. And so for us, bold plays do that in terms of the content, but maybe also in terms of the way it's produced or the, the production values that we throw onto the play and, and support it in that way to all in the service of helping to tell the, the story of the playwright. So with this now, The Oregon Trail is a new play, but has been produced before. Uh, can you let us in on the thinking of new to here, new to Buffalo? Why this play? Why now? So many theaters that produce new plays are excited about the play because it's the first time that it's being done. And playwrights ha often have that opportunity for a new play to happen for the first time and to get the premiere. And then what happens is often those plays sort of disappear into the history books and are never heard from again. So for us at Alleyway, I think that expanding the idea of not just having to do a new play for the first time, but maybe the second or third time, or bringing it to the Buffalo audience for the first time is really important and really something that, we, that I'm excited to do here. So we will continue to do you know, we're going to do new plays and world premieres, but maybe we're also going to do a play that has had a few productions and just has not been here yet. I also want to say this, because you asked about why this play, why now, right? Which is a question that we want to ask all the time about plays. I thought about doing the Oregon Trail pre-COVID. This was on the list to do. And I was excited because it's this play about the Oregon Trail, which is this video game that I loved in my computer lab in middle school. And it was really, the, you know, I mean, that was the highlight of the week, maybe. Since COVID, this, we have found that this play really is very timely in the real truth of the story. So it's about perseverance. It's about dealing with our emotions. It's about dealing with human connection and each other and 
how we often live in solitude and we don't talk to people about our problems or we don't know how to express them. We don't know how to share that information or how to share those feelings that bubble up inside of us that we can't express. And I think for many of us over the last two years, those are things that we have all at one time or another gone through. So as we've been rehearsing this, it really is, I think, a really exciting time to produce this play and talk about it and show how, how we're not the only people going through those problems. Everybody deals with these challenges of sadness or loneliness in one way or another. And so we're not alone. We're all, as human beings, collectively able to lift each other up and support each other through those feelings. If I wasn't a season ticket holder, I would be buying a ticket right now. Exactly. Um, Becca Brunsetter wrote this, and I believe she's a staff writer for This Is Us. What is yeah. it like working on a Becca Brunsetter play? Becca brings up topics of family relationships, and she focuses on this, these sort of feelings where we have to dig into each other's insides and find out what's going on in each other and share in these really juicy emotional moments. I mean, I think that, you know, This Is Us does that on TV in a great way. And I think that this play similarly does that and lets us dig into those moments. You're gonna cry, you're gonna laugh, you're gonna cry again, you're, and then you're gonna laugh and cry simultaneously and you're not gonna know what's happening with your emotions, you know, and you're gonna want a glass of wine. <laughs> so um, how does the play The Oregon Trail differ from a TV show? Basically like how is the form of this play different than let's say watching a Netflix show? What great theater should do is something that television can't do, right? So, so a, a great play should um, in some way be a form that we can't just watch a linear story on TV or we can't just watch a movie that can transport us instantly with a cut to the other side of the world. So the Oregon Trail, we live in 1848 and 1996 and 2022 simultaneously and we see characters existing, standing next to each other, living in three different eras. And at some point standing on the same patch of ground a hundred years after each other. So the Oregon Trail blends these worlds of family and generations of family sort of doing the same thing simultaneously. We sort of talked about this, but I wanna just kind of ask it. Uh, does the show reference the video game at all? And does it bring back memories of the computer lab for you? I have so many memories of my computer lab. I have so many memories and this play like brings every one of them back in, a, in a, both a great way and also in that horrible, nervous middle school way where all of your emotions are running wild and your crush is right there next to you playing the game. And you're like, well, what if, what if we both play the game at the same time? What if we put each other's name in, you know, and how will they feel about that? And, and that's what happens to Jane. You know, she, she puts in the name of Billy in the computer and then Billy walks by and what's going to happen? And it's that all of those middle school sort of feelings. So yeah, the game is, especially in the first part of the play, the game is, the game is a huge part of it. And then I don't want to give it away, but I can say this. I think that the game, Jane's life uh, sort of connects to the game. She connected to the game so much in her early years that it kind of follows her as a sort of conscience through the rest of her life. I feel like uh, on a personal level that experience is really paramount at the alleyway right now. Like when I walk in with the new mural, I, I'm having a, a visceral experience. When I sit down and I've watched everything from this season, I really feel like 
your, or at least it feels like I'm being taken on an experience. Berserker is obviously over, but I felt like one of the most exciting things for me was that sort of light show where the set kind of came alive. And I was not only having a play experience, but a concert experience inside of a play experience. And I was in heaven. I'm wondering, um, it seems like everything this year has stayed in my mind as an experience with an incredibly strong vision. Is this intentional? And what might be the experience that people could expect or that you hope to create for the Oregon Trail? Yeah, I love that you use the word experience, Dan. It's um, about bringing people in to have a great night out and have a great time and feel like you can be, that it's participatory, that you can feel like, I mean, so many times people think, oh, I'm not going to go to see a play because it's, it's stodgy or it's this thing that my grandparents did or it's for, I don't know, you know, somebody who's not me, right? It's for some, some group of people that's not me. And I think that what we are trying to do at the alleyway is totally just, you know, like just show up and have a good time and you can hang out at the bar and you can uh, see this cool mural and you can, but you can have a great time. You can, it's, it's about the, it's about the energy. It's about making theater fun. I love that. Well, I also want to say too, Chris, that like when I'm talking about experiences, I think for me, an experience is really different than like a Netflix show because I can stream a Netflix show and go like, oh, that was fun. And then I leave where I feel like because I'm having an experience at the alleyway, I wake up the next morning and over coffee, I'm thinking about it. Well, that's great. We want you to do that. I'm glad that you're thinking about it. And I think that, you know, you're, you shared that experience with the other people in the audience, whether you came with a bunch of people or you went by yourself, you, all of those people in the audience are sharing in a collective moment and experiencing something that never, ever, ever will happen again in that exact same way. Those hundred people will not sit in the theater together again to watch that play at that time. And that's what's so exciting about theater. That's the bold idea of theater, right? Is that this is a one-time only event, even though it happens, the Phantom of the Opera has been running for 40 years and it happens eight times a week, but every single time is just a little bit different. And those group of people will never get there together again. And so, yeah, that really is the experience, especially because we're doing plays that have never been in Buffalo before. You don't know what it's gonna be. We wanna promise you the time of your life, right? <laughs> or at least one of the times of your life and some fun event and exciting time that you'll never be able to have again. I noticed that in the uh, program, you have listed your email address. You invite people to engage in a conversation with you. I'm so interested, are people engaging in conversations with you? What's the conversation like? And why is conversation so important at the alleyway? I have to be honest with you and I have gotten very few responses. And I want people, and usually the people who do respond, you know, it's like when you're scrolling through Amazon, right? And the reviews and you're looking and people are gonna reply because either they had a great review or they have a terrible review. And those are the emails that we get. It's about, and I mean it, I do. I really want to know what people are thinking because I'm just one person and I don't have all of the answers and I don't know what the audience is thinking. I don't, I can't read minds. So. If somebody had a great time, I want them to tell me, yeah, this was this play was great and I loved it because it made me think of this and and it connected, you know, I, I went back and called my high my middle school crush. And I was like, remember that time we played Oregon Trail? Or I want you to tell me, you know what, I did not like this play. 
And I thought, you know, I thought it was really beautiful to look at, but I didn't like the play because it, it made me think of things that are hard for me to think of or challenging or, or for whatever reason. And if you tell me why, and if a hundred people tell me that they didn't like something, well, then I'm sure going to think about that as we look at next season, because theater's collaborative and the audience is the final ingredient of the play. We can't do the play without the audience and we need that response back. So yes, I do have my email and I want people to email me. It's chris at alleyway.com. Send me an email. I almost did. And I thought all he needs is another email with my opinions. You know? I want to hear it. Tell okay. Me. Well, game on, game on. And I thought oh, he's just going to roll his eyes if he gets me. Every time I've come to the alleyway this year, truly, I have been surprised. I have been surprised when I walk in and I see the frame for quickies, right? Or... I saw the set for Berserker or the new mural or even just the surprise, right, of, and I may get the title wrong here, so forgive me, Red Rabbit, White Rabbit, Red Rabbit? White Rabbit, Red Rabbit. Thank you. Thank you. White Rabbit, Red Rabbit. So I guess without sort of giving it away or spoiling anything, are there surprises in store for us with Oregon Trail? Yes. Does that answer it without giving it away? Yes, there are surprises. We have a great team here at the Alleyway, the production team who puts it together, led by Emma Schiminger, who's our production manager and tech director. And then for this show, we're bringing in two designers from New York who have Broadway credits to do the lights and the sound. And we have a great costume designer in town. And it's just, they all bring wonderful, exciting surprises all the time. And they're great talents. And yeah, the short answer is yes, you will be surprised. Chris, why is it important to create a cultural exchange between people from New York that have Broadway credits and local people who are performing? Like, what is the need of that kind of, that, that exchange, that professional exchange? We have to share ideas. We don't know it all. No matter how smart you are, you don't know everything and you don't have the experience, again, coming back to experience, you don't have the experience that somebody else does, whether they're down the street or whether they're in another city or whether they're in another country, right? And so to me, the idea is that we want to share and exchange these ideas in both directions. So I think that artists from out of town should come to Buffalo and work in Buffalo and share their ideas and show us, again, some bold new thing that ha that's happening off Broadway. You know, we, we found this cool way to up a corner of the stage. Let's bring that idea here to Buffalo. On the other hand, we need to share what we're doing in Buffalo with the country and, and put the Buffalo theater scene, you know, in a national spotlight and share the incredible stuff that's happening here and not just keep it under a bushel. So it has to be a two-way street. And it's so exciting when it does because great ideas force us to then push the envelope to have more great ideas. This is a question I wrote specifically for you. I think you're really going to like it. <laughs> The Western and reimagining of the Western with Yellowstone and the Yellowstone prequel 1883 and the movie Power of the Dog are part of the pop culture conversation. So your choice of the Oregon Trail was right on. What attracted you to this piece? Why do you think Westerns are back? And how might this play as a Western speak to the cultural conversation? <laughs> Is there, where's the exit button? There's not a how do I leave the how do I leave the meeting? 
Yeah. No, seriously. But think about it, right? Like it is really interesting that we are seeing a lot of, I know that I, I sort of set that up and I, I everything it. I just said is probably not usable because we were laughing throughout the whole thing. But, but in reality, right? There is something that we're kind of bringing back from the Western. And what's so interesting is that the alleyway as an institution has, has sort of tapped into something that, that we are seeing on a really broad national scale. What do you think about that? Well, we're just, I mean, we're so with the times, obviously. We, we know what's up. Right. And I guess, and I guess in some ways, the alleyway are pioneers stepping into uncharted territory, forging well, new paths. Isn't it an adventure? Isn't, isn't going to see a new play an adventure? Isn't, aren't, isn't an audience member a pioneer coming in to try to see something that they've never seen before? I mean, honestly, that's when we were thinking, when I first came to Alleyway, we were looking at subscription options. And I said, you know, we need to name these subscriptions. And I wanted to call them the adventurer or the explorer, because that's the idea as an audience member coming to a new play. You don't have the safety net of knowing you're going to see My Fair Lady. You don't know what's coming. And I understand that. And we ask you to take the risk, to take the challenge. Coming to Alleyway is for people who are early adopters, you know, on the bell curve of inventions, right? If you come to Alleyway, you are at the earliest part of it because you believe in what we do. You're excited about a new play. You're ready for an adventure. That's the excitement. That's being a pioneer. That's traveling the Oregon Trail. Is there anything else that you feel uh, that's left unsaid that you would like to share with our listeners or would like to share? I want to say that the Oregon Trail does have surprises in it that are going to challenge you in ways that you didn't expect when you came to see the Oregon Trail. In our heads, we think of the computer game and it's all fun and games, right? But the truth and what's exciting about great acting and watching great actors is discovering the truth in their conversations. And the truth of the actual Oregon Trail is that it was hard and it was tough and they had to fight literally for their lives. And in the game, you know, it's fun when Billy dies of typhoid and oh darn, you didn't make it to Oregon. But in the reality of it, when Billy died of typhoid, you lost somebody in your family. So in the really exciting, fun adventure of the game, there's also some really beautiful, exciting moments of truth. And I think that when you leave, you're going to leave having, you know, you'll be like, um, like the Grinch, right? Whose heart just grew another extra size that day. I think that your heart will probably grow an extra size when you come to see the Oregon Trail. Beautiful. Well, I can't wait. Um, where can we get tickets? You can get tickets 24 hours a day, 24-7 at alleyway.com. For my own edification, when will the next season be announced? So when you come to see the Oregon Trail in your playbill, you can read all about our next season, which is six plays. We have, I have to say, one of them is still TBA. We can't announce it yet. But we've got five awesome plays, and uh, you can read about it in the program when you come to see Oregon Trail. Fantastic. Great. Chris, thank you so much for talking with me today. It was great chatting with you. Dan, thanks for having me. As always, I love it. You inspire me to say to be a better person. So I'm here with Renee Landrigan from uh, the Oregon Trail. Um, Renee, have you ever been to the alleyway before? I have seen shows at the alleyway before, but this is my first time acting in the alleyway. Great. What is it like to be performing at the alleyway? It's very exciting to perform at Alleyway. I have done shows with both Chris Hanley and Robin Lehorn. So to be able to work with them is very exciting. And we're in different roles this time. We're all actors. And now Chris working with him as a director has been great and just very open, honest atmosphere. 
Uh, I take it you are from Buffalo. Uh, are you from, are you a Buffalo native or did you come here after uh, college or school or did you just move here to start working in the theater uh, industry? What's a little biography for you? Sure. I grew up in Lockport. So I say I'm a Buffalo native in a way, north, very north Buffalo. Uh, and then I went to school at Niagara University. So I have been in the Niagara, Erie County, Western New York area pretty much my entire life. And then my teachers at Niagara were looking to cast a few younger students in a professional Buffalo show. And that's kind of how I got caught up in the whole professional Buffalo theater atmosphere area. Great. Um, I know that the set designer uh, and a number of other people are coming in from New York to Buffalo. Why do you think it's important to have an exchange between sort of uh, artists that are based um, uh, places outside of Buffalo that collaborate with artists that are in Buffalo? I think theater is all about networking. So while Buffalo is a great city, we can always learn. We're always learning different things, whether you're an actor, whether you are in set design, lighting design, background scenes. So I think it's important to gain as much knowledge and information from these people that are also doing it professionally. You learn the best by observing people that are better than you. And then I think that we definitely have people in Buffalo that would like to branch out. So it is a way, as I said, it's all about networking. So if you wanted to try different areas of theater, then that is your key. That is your way that you can do it is by knowing people and getting all those connections. Great. Um, do you have any remembrances of the old computer game, the Oregon Trail? Oh, yes. I was a huge... <laughs> Huge computer nerd, played all the computer games uh, growing up. So, yep, I have a lot of memory. And, and I know so many people that do, so it's been exciting to talk about this show. And immediately everyone goes, did someone get dysentery? Are you fording the river? And I was like, I'm not going to ruin anything for you. But <laughs> yes, all those things will pop up, all those. And, and it's very retro too, said in, in the 90s in the beginning. So I think people are going to get a lot of flashbacks. We get a lot of inside jokes for the show, but also have that nostalgia from being a kid in the 90s as, as lots of our theater goers are. Great. What were your initial thoughts when you read the play, Oregon Trail? What made you say, I have to do this play? Yes, yeah, so I very much relate to the character of Jane. And I think that the beauty of this is she's trying to navigate a feeling that she doesn't quite understand. And this was actually cast pre-pandemic. We were going to be performing this. And I actually think it is more potent post-pandemic we're all struggling with feelings that probably overcome us that we don't really understand or we can't put a name to, or we don't wanna call it anxiety or depression because we wanna believe that we are mentally stable, but there's so much going on in life and just the way that life is that we're not. And it might feel small to us, but I think 
so many people, especially post-pandemic, are going through that right now. They have these feelings. They don't know how to put a name to it. But the nice thing about this is it goes, well, you're not alone. You're not alone in those feelings that you don't understand and don't know what to do with and are almost too exhausted to figure out how to move forward and how to move on. So much for uh, about the alleyway this year for me has really been about experience. I teach at the alleyway. I also am a season subscriber and I have sort of been blown away by sort of experiencing this every play from quickies to berserker. There, there's just a real sense of experience. Even when I walk in and see the new mural, what do you hope that people experience watching Oregon Trail? I hope that people experience, again, the sense that they are not alone. That's something that theater and plays do very well, is they're supposed to capture this slice of life. And especially since this does deal with emotions when you are alone and at your core, I want people to know that you're not alone in everything that you're feeling, but also we obviously want to get a laugh, right? We want people to not come disheartened, but feel uplifted in the sense that you can move past and also enjoy your time at the theater because it is also a very funny show, has lots of quips. Um, but I think that that's my primary objective. Alleyway really is the home of new plays in Buffalo. Why is it important that people come out and support what's being done at the alleyway? I love that alleyway does new plays because the only way that playwrights, actors, anybody in the theater, really anyone in life gets better is audience feedback, is actor feedback, is developing these new plays so that then when they write the next one, they have learned and experienced one before that. And we want everyone to be successful in something that they want to do. And the only way to do that is just to get better and better. So developing these new plays starts off, especially the playwright, but also it's a new experience for an actor to be able to get in touch with emotions and character arcs and character development. That audience feedback is extremely important in just developing everyone's skill. The final question that I have for you is that it seems like, and I think this is a really great thing, that education is incredibly important to you. You've kind of mentioned a couple of times throughout the course of our interview that uh, theater is sort of about learning or learning more or um, continuing to grow. It's been a real theme in, in terms of our conversation. I'm so interested. What have you learned or how have you grown during the process of Oregon Trail? I think that I have also learned to somewhat open up and be more honest with things that I am feeling or just coming in to a rehearsal and saying, I had a really rough day at work and I'm not mentally here right now and I just need a second. And this play has helped me with that and, and shown me the importance of just being honest with your emotions and feelings and mental health. I think that in times of COVID, we've in general, for any play that we're doing in these times, it's taught us to be a lot more forgiving, I should say, of people. We have no control over what happens. Will we have rehearsal tomorrow or is someone exposed that we can't? And you've had to let things go. I'm a very 
structured, scheduled person. So learning to kind of let that stuff go and realize that these things are out of our control and it's nobody's fault and just being more understanding and more forgiving of people. I think that is another thing that's affected me, not just with this show, but maybe with any show I've done in this pandemic season. Thank you so much for your time. Those are my questions. I'm just, I always like to say at the end of an interview, is there something that you feel left unsaid or something that you'd like to add or say before we close? I don't think so, but if you want to have a good time and you want lots of Oregon Trail jokes, <laughs> then I hope people come. Great. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you today. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you for your time. Thanks for doing this. Great. So I'm here with Tim McMath, the scenic designer for Alleyway's upcoming production of Oregon Trail. Tim, let me ask you, have you ever been to the Alleyway before? I've not. I've never been to the Alleyway. I've never even been to Buffalo. I'm super excited to get there and work there. Awesome. Great. How did you uh, get connected to the Alleyway? Uh, Chris Hanley, the director and the artistic director of the Alleyway, is an old friend. We've worked together at Bristol Valley Theater a number of times over the years. And so we have a, an established uh, relationship that way. But this is my first time working with him in this capacity at the alleyway. Awesome. Great. So are you based in New York City? I am. I live uh, and work here in New York and Brooklyn. Awesome. Great. I'm just wondering, right, because I asked Chris this question, and you may have a great answer, you may have no answer at all, but why is it sort of so important to have kind of an exchange between sort of New York theater artists and Buffalo theater artists? What's to be gained from kind of bringing people in or working with local people? What's uh, to be gained there? I, mean, I think that there's nothing like inherently better about New York theater artists or Buffalo or whatever, but I think that there is a real value in bringing people from different communities together so that they can sort of have a cross-pollination of ideas and real dialogue among people. I think that sometimes theater communities can get a little closed and incestuous. And so it's nice to bring some new blood in and to be able to really fill out the dialogue and have more voices in the room. Yeah. So let me ask you this. I don't know how old you are, obviously. I certainly have great remembrances of the video game, The Oregon Trail. Do you have any remembrances of the old computer game, The Oregon Trail? Oh, very much so. I was you know, have strong remembrances of being like the very first computer lab in my county in rural Virginia when I grew up in the 80s and sitting at the our computer stations. There weren't enough computer stations for everyone. So they said it's two or three at a station and we all took turns pressing the button on our Commodore 64s, I think. And like it was like the height of technology. We had multiple five and a half inch floppies we used to play the one game. And so I have a lot of like emotional uh, memories of it still. Like I, I went back and you can play it online for free now. And I went back and, and played it online when I got this this gig. And it still kind of holds up. It's still a fun, a fun game. That's right. I'll have to play it. I, I also have some uh, remembrances of it. And I remember too, it sort of came out where there was like the green version and then there was the color version. And, you know, you always, I always wanted to play the color version and not the green version. <laughs> uh, and I remember that so clearly, like, you know, the sort of wanting to be an early adopter uh, at a very young age. Um, what were your initial thoughts when you read Becca Brunsetter's play, The Oregon Trail? Um, I thought it was really moving. I think that the parallelism between the then story, the story that takes place back on the Oregon Trail, and the now story, the story of this this girl, Jane, who is trying to find her own way in the world, and there are kind of these parallel journeys that the two characters are taking. Um, I think it's really lovely. I think it sort of speaks to a lot of people uh, who are also kind of maybe on a journey of their own. And I as a set designer, found it sort of interesting challenge because it does sort of exist in multiple places at the same time in a sort of poetic way that wants to 
transition seamlessly and smoothly and not be too jarringly staged. For listeners who sort of might be coming to the alleyway for the first time or not necessarily used to um, having to think about like, well, how does how does a set get put together? Or uh, what is the initial vision for the set? How did you start to think about that? Or what did you do to kind of make a seamless world in which this play could exist? Well, we started this uh, conversation with this show like back in 2019, well before the pandemic and things got shut down for a while. And in that first round, we had sort of had a different conception for the show. And we thought that it was all going to take place in one sort of enclosed room. And then we, we walked away from the show. And in that time, I think a lot of our sort of responses to the play had changed a lot. And it became to me more important to sort of support the way the show flows and moves as opposed to containing the show. And so scenic gesture became a lot more about semi-transparent curtains that sort of pass in front of things. So you sort of see these memories and these flashbacks through a sort of gauzy lens that's able to sort of reveal things and make them disappear in a sort of smooth, smooth transitional way. And so a lot of the thing that drove the set, apart from just delivering the scenery that's asked for in the script, the chairs and the tables and the covered wagon, was about sort of building a thing that was able to deliver all these scenes and all these locations in as smooth a way as possible. So that I was, I often feel like my job is to design the transitions as much as it is to design the scenes themselves. Any other uh, ideas about sort of, um, and I'm just kind of pushing here, right? What you hope the audience receives from your artistry? I don't think that my artistry stands up by itself. I think it only exists as part of this larger piece. I think that we're all sort of there supporting the text and we're all there supporting each other to sort of create this cohesive whole. Um, And so my real hope is that they don't think a whole lot about the set except to be like, oh, that's lovely. And there are a few minutes in the show when we do have like some nice scenic reveals that I want people to sort of clock and be be impressed by. But also I really hope that the the most takeaway is that it feels like the characters exist in a really real environment and that it sort of helps support their storytelling. Not only am I a teacher at the alleyway, I am also a season subscriber. And so I have been able to see kind of everything that's been there for the entire year. And one of the things that I found to be so exciting about the entire year at the alleyway is the idea that every time I walk into the space, I am surprised. And every time I walk in, I really feel like I'm having an amazing experience. Are there any sort of surprises or anything that you've considered kind of creating this experience? And you don't have to give any spoilers away and you mentioned a little bit, but I just was wondering, are there any sort of uh, other surprises or, or anything that you hope anyone to experience when they walk in to see this? Oh, I think that we have built a a couple things that I hope are surprises into the show. We start the show with the scenery pushed way downstage towards the front of the stage and this kind of a contained space. And then over the course of the play, we open up to a larger space and reveal a little more of the space that way. And then, you know, no spoilers, but at the very end, we have one more scene shift that gives us uh, an even sort of more grand look at the world. And so I'm, a lot of our energy is sort of going towards that build. A lot of our energy is kind of going towards this sort of final moment of the play that, so we will be sitting in the rest of the set for the first 95% of the play. And then we have this sort of final moment that we're putting a lot of our energy and resources towards that hopefully will pay off, even though we're not there for a particularly long period of time. Great. Okay. Final question here. Why must people come and see Oregon Trail at Alleyway? People must come as the Oregon Trail Alleyway because it's going to be a beautiful play. It's going to be moving. It's going to connect to you where you live. And I think it's going to be a fun evening of theater. I think people will have a really good time watching the play. That's why they should come. It's going to be really good. 
I'm here with Elise Volo from Alleyways Oregon Trail. Elise, thank you so much for meeting with us today. Could you tell us a little bit about your background? Sure. So I've been acting since I was a kid and doing like theater camps growing up. I took voice lessons growing up and a few dance classes as I got older. Um, when I went to college, I went to Buff State and I majored in theater because I absolutely love it. And now I'm just auditioning and trying to keep up with it. Great. So are you based in Buffalo? Yes. Uh, I've born and raised in Buffalo, been here my whole life. Fantastic. Uh, have you ever worked at the Alleyway before? No, I've never worked at the Alleyway Theater before, but I'm really excited to do my first show here. Fantastic. Now, I have to ask, um, I'm just wondering, did you ever play the original game Oregon Trail in your sort of elementary school education or was this new for you? No, I've never actually played the Oregon Trail when I was a kid. I was it's a little too young for it. <laughs> but I actually did play an online version of it the other day. Well, what did you think? It was fun. It was cool to see uh, the old style of the game and seeing how similar a lot of the script is to this, the stuff that's said in the game. So when you first read uh, the play, The Oregon Trail, what were some of your first thoughts? What were your takeaways? What made you say, I have to do this role? When I first read the play, The Oregon Trail, I thought it was really funny. It's tricky because it is funny, but it it does also tackle like a, a serious topic like depression. But I think that's another reason why I I like it because, you know, it's stuff we need to talk about. And I think it's important to sell stories like this, but also at times we're able to keep it light. And um, I I love the idea of the show of the um, Jane playing the game and the game reflecting her real life. I just love the playwright's idea of this. I know that some of the designers are coming in from New York, which is super exciting. And Becca Brunsetter is obviously not based in Buffalo and you're sort of collaborating with her words. I'm so interested to know what it is like to collaborate with artists on both a local level, but also like a national or a global level, right? Why is it important that we bring other people who aren't from Buffalo into Buffalo and for them to meet the people in Bu- who live and work in Buffalo, why is it important for them to meet them? That's so cool you mentioned that. I had no idea that some of the designers were coming in from from New York. That's really cool because it's it's interesting to get some more insight now on, you know, getting different ideas than maybe just just like the same, you know, designers we're used to here. I guess it's it's nice to get another take, another idea on, on different ways we can use the space. And what's the takeaway for you from that, right? Of different ways of learning the space or what do you gather from it? I mean, bringing in other people from out of town definitely opens my eyes to new ways that theater can be done around here. I love opening my mind to different ideas and different takes on on how we can tell this story. Great. One of the things that's really kind of hit me about this year are the amount of surprises and also how I feel like at the alleyway, I'm not just seeing a play, I'm also having an experience. What do you hope the audience is either surprised by or experiences during the Oregon Trail? I've seen, I think, almost all the shows this season as well at Alleyway, and I agree that they all have, have had you experience different things. So 
with this show, I hope that people leave feeling like they're not alone, like it's okay to feel sad sometimes and there's always somebody that you can talk to but I also hope they don't feel too sad when they leave because I think the show has a lot of light moments as well so I hope what they take away from it is life's gonna have its ups and downs you know you'll always get through it and I'm excited to see how people react to the comedy and also the seriousness of the show. Well, can you just sort of leave our listeners with an idea of why they have to go see Oregon Trail at the Alleyway Theater? I think people should come see the Oregon Trail Alleyway because uh, it's full of nostalgia, a great laugh, and I think it's also very relatable. And we're working so hard on it, so I would love it if anyone came to support. Thanks for listening to this episode. The Oregon Trail is on stage now at the Alleyway Theater. Tickets are available at alleyway.com. Thanks so much for listening. Please make sure you subscribe to the show. And if you liked it, please recommend it to a friend. In addition to this podcast, you can check out tons of amazing stuff about the best of Buffalo and beyond at buffalorising.com. This episode was produced by Jessica Marinelli and edited by Addison Schoonmacher.